Welcome to In The Frame, an exciting new podcast series where we're delighted to be touring the UK, meeting business leaders and taking a look at the big picture of what makes businesses tick. I'm Paul Kempster. And I'm Andrea DeLay. And together we co-head the mid-corporate business for Barclays, as well as being co-hosts for this podcast series. Today, I'm delighted to be in Wigan, joined by Alan Stevenson-Brown, the CEO at Evolve ODM, and Sham Patel, Barclays Local Relationship Director. So thanks for hosting us here, Alan. And let's start by asking you to share the big picture of your business. Thanks, Paul. The big picture of Evolve ODM is a managed network services business. We provide connectivity, managed network security, guest Wi-Fi, and general security for most SMEs, especially SMEs that are multi-site and multi-country homed. I think you summarised that really well, Alan, to be fair. And, you know, Paul, Evolve's a business I've looked after since the bank with Barclays. And, you know, it's great to see Evolve grow as a business and to help them with their first acquisition has been a pleasure. Alan, about the recent acquisition that your business made, I'm sure that will have created a huge amount of work for you and the rest of your management team. It'd be really great if you could just give us a little bit of insight about the process that you went through. I agree. It creates an immense amount of work. And I think people don't realise the actual work that's involved in doing an acquisition. The initial steps are, first off, why do we actually want to make an acquisition? And that was our first discussion internally as a senior management team. And then from there, it led us to, well, what area of business do we want to acquire in? Do we want to acquire in the existing business we operate in, in managed network services? Or do we want to expand our horizons into something slightly different? And the acquisition of GB3 actually led us into another area of IT services which Evolve ODM don't provide at this moment in time. So I can see from what you've just said there, a huge amount of internal discussion and thought process went in before you even started, I guess, to think about approaching targets. But when you think about the number of potential acquisitions out there, was it a long list? Was it a short list? How did you go about that? We were actually very fortunate. We already knew GB3. We actually worked with GB3 on uh, joint customers. So we'd already had experience of how they operated, what their philosophy was, And it was a good fit for our business and our growth strategy. I think what resonates with me as well is when we first onboarded Evolve into Barclays, their strategy was that they wanted to acquire a business further down the line. And this was something that we discussed ongoing. And so for me, it's so important that any acquisition is part of a strategic goal for a business. Yeah, I think that's right, Sham. And I really enjoy getting around the UK to see many clients. And a common topic on management teams' minds is the topic of acquisition. But most businesses have never made an acquisition. They talk about it quite a lot. So for Evolve, just talk to us a little bit, Alan, about growth and how acquisitive growth, making acquisitions, sits alongside organic growth. Do they have an equal weighting or were you preferring one over the other? We did look at the option of organic growth and moving into IT services. But to be able to do that, it was probably going to take us three years to be able to get to the stage where we could actually offer a acceptable service to customers. So the best route for us we viewed was making an acquisition of a company that operated in this sector that had credibility and had the same philosophy as Evolve. I think what's great as well, you've acquired a fully functional business. In addition to that, you've also acquired the 
skilled staff as well as the customer base. So I think that's important for the business because we speak to a lot of clients and trying to recruit staff into the business is so difficult at this point in time. And I think when you align GB3 with Evolve, you know, it's going to give you that competitive edge over the rest of your competitors. Yeah, and it's really interesting to hear that, Alan, yourself and your management team were quite clear around the time to growth. So making an acquisition of GB3 clearly made commercial sense because you could have that route to growth quicker than the two or three years of organic growth. Once you made that decision, how did you then go about preparing for the acquisition? Because there's clearly a lot to be done when you make an acquisition of another legal entity. Yeah, I guess the first thought for us was to make an acquisition, we're obviously going to need some funds. So where do we go for those funds? And we have a great relationship with Sham. So the first put of call was Sham to say, we're looking at doing this acquisition. How would Barclays view this? How would you be able to support us? So that was our first step because we didn't want to move down the line of progressing further with legals on an acquisition if we couldn't source the funds. And I know funds in the current climate are always difficult to come by. People are not lending money easily. So we wanted to make sure our first step was would funds be available for an acquisition of the size we were actually looking at doing. And Sham, maybe to just bring you in here if I may. So your role was clearly to get close to the strategy of Evolve and then to think about the funding that might be required to support the management team's ambition. So maybe just talk a little bit about that funding approach, how you went about getting close to the business's strategy and assessing the risk. Take away a little bit of the mystique, if you like, from raising funding. Yeah, initially when Evolve approached us to bank them, they were organically growing the business. And at that stage, we put in your vanilla working capital facilities to support the growth because at that stage, they were looking at investing in people, assets and marketing. So that worked for that particular time. But when they approached us to support the business with acquisition, there are many different options and it can be from earn out to deferred to debt for, to equity or the business can use their own cash reserves. And for us, fast forward to when the negotiations completed with GB3, we were approached with the actual structure. And for Evolve, it was a combination of cash, deferred consideration and debt. And what was great for us, GB3 are really cash generative business and their recurring revenue numbers are increasing month on month. So for them to put some stake into the deal was great. And then secondly, the deferred consideration allowed Evolve to spread the cost of the acquisition over a number of months, which was also great. And then finally, we were able to support with the debt. And the products we supported the business with was a cash flow loan, which was serviced by the profits and cash generated from the existing business and the business they were looking to purchase. So quite a lot involved yeah. by the sounds of things, but rightly so, I would say, because you know making an acquisition for a company is a milestone event, isn't it? in an organization's life cycle. So, Alan, maybe from your perspective, how did you find that process of discussing the funding options with Sham and the bank? How did that feel to you? I think the initial surprise was the number of options available. I don't think we realized there were so many options available. And from our perspective, Sham was able to guide us through those because previously in other acquisitions or operations that we've performed, we've never actually gone down the route of actually borrowing funds. So this was a first for us. From your perspective, did you use advisors for the transaction other than lawyers, for example, or were you sort of more reliant upon the relationship and the consultation you had with the bank around the funding structures? 
Yeah, we obviously used legal advisors and some accountants, but we predominantly relied on the input from Sham and the Barclays team to help guide us on what the best options were for our business. I think it's important that you surround yourself with the right people, and that could be your auditors, your accountants, bankers, and potentially non-execs, for example. I think that's key, as well as speaking to people within the industry to make sure that this is in line with the business's strategy and you're doing the right thing. I think that's important. And I'd agree with that, Sham. I think that's exactly right from my experience. As I mentioned a moment ago, these are big events in the life cycle of a business and indeed for the bank. You know, these are important decisions to be taken and the best deals are the ones where everybody's aligned. They've got a common goal as to it's the right thing to be doing here. So, Alan, back to yourself, if I may, when you come back to making the acquisition of a target business for management teams out there maybe who have not made an acquisition yet, Could you give us a flavour of the sorts of metrics or the things you're looking for from a business you're looking to acquire? What attracts you to those businesses as a potential acquisition target? I guess there's a few things that we looked at. One would be, could it easily fit into our business and were the synergies aligned? And did the existing management team and staff align with our existing management team and staff? And then from a customer base, did it make sense from the customer base from GB3 to bring alongside our existing customer base. And then from there, was it even possible to cross-sell services between the two businesses? Because if there was no synergies to cross-sell services between the two businesses, then it wouldn't have been something we'd have considered. Yeah, and that synergy point comes through loud and clear, and I think that's really important to make a success moving forward. SME businesses across the UK are facing a number of challenges, including rising costs, financing their growth strategy, adapting to a changing work environment, and delivering on sustainability priorities. Our business landscape research delves into those challenges to look at the ways they're being tackled and why, despite them, SMEs are in optimistic mode. From digital shifts to the hunt for talent, learn more about the range of factors affecting SMEs by searching for The Business Landscape at barclayscorporate.com. You started to touch on something there, which is quite interesting to me, which is integration. So it's great making an acquisition, but the day after the wedding almost is when the integration starts. So perhaps you could share with us a bit of insight about how you go about integrating the business, both from a customer base systems, but maybe more importantly, the culture of the new colleagues joining the business from the target business you've just acquired. Yeah, there was a number of aspects around that. First was We wanted the teams to bid together in a common office. Obviously, running the cost of two offices isn't something you want to do after an acquisition. In fact, yesterday, we actually finally moved the whole GB3 team into our Wigan office, which is great news because we've now got synergies from being in a single office, the teams being able to work closely together and trying to align the corporate culture between the two businesses. So that's helped significantly being together in a common office. And we made that decision very early on at the time of wanting to do an acquisition. We didn't want teams to be segregated. We wanted the teams to be together. So that was part of our whole thinking process. But alongside that, we also wanted to look at what other synergies we could bring as a business to GB3. Evolve are fortunate that we have an internal development team and we're able to develop internal solutions to be able to support GB3 internally from their support teams. And also from a customer base, we're able to support some of their customer base with our existing services. As a good example, 
Evolve has an amazing stock system, which we're able to flow straight into the GB3 customer base. From a colleague perspective, again, I think many businesses who might be contemplating making an acquisition will be thinking about people, thinking about culture. So you've got a great growth story here at Evolve. From the perspective of how did you go about communicating when you could to your existing staff and then also the new colleagues that you would be acquiring? What sort of communication techniques did you use to tell them the story and bring them into the fold? So initially, it was face-to-face meetings with all the staff. So the staff within the Evolve office, then the management team from Evolve with the management team from GB3 also met the GB3 team in their Preston office to explain what the acquisition was about. The acquisition was around growth and being able to work across both customer bases. It wasn't about trying to close a business down and just take customers. We needed the team of people to be able to come along to continue to grow the business. And we wanted to invest in the business to continue to grow it. So it's not just about bringing an acquisition on board. It's how do we continue to grow and bring the teams together and grow the customer base together. And Sham, if I may come back to yourself, when we think about integration risk, for clients that we're funding. Maybe just tell us a little bit about what you do to assess that integration risk to make sure that you're comfortable and can also give some sounding board advice really to your clients. Yeah, I think it all comes down to setting KPIs and measuring the KPIs and how successful they have been against the objectives that were originally set. And we can do that internally against cash flow and sales and revenue and margins following the acquisition. So I think for us, that's key for us, just making sure that the business meets the KPIs that we set. And then in addition to that, when we support the business with any lending, we also put covenants in place to support and track any financial changes within the business. And thankfully for Evolve, all those have been met. And then maybe if I come back to yourself, Alan, one of the things that I'm sure will be on the minds of many people is undertaking a growth strategy such as acquisition during challenging economic times, actually. So we only have to open the newspapers and, you know, go onto your smartphone to get the latest headline. But, you know, with things like in recent years, Brexit, with the pandemic, with the war in Ukraine, all those types of economic and political features. Did that deflect you and the management team from wanting to make an acquisition? Did you pause for thoughts? What would be your advice for people listening to that? I guess with all the changes happening, as you've just listed, we viewed this as a good time to make an acquisition. And again, for a number of reasons, we decided that one, that our customer base are wanting to try and consolidate one in suppliers, but two, also consolidate to provide a better service to their customers and also to be able to increase their own uptime because most people these days require IT and IT services to be able to deliver their business. So our thought process was if we can try and consolidate businesses with the acquisition of GB3, we will be able to help our customers consolidate what they do and provide a single supply to our joint customer base. That's great guidance, actually, I would say, because often people and businesses that are forward thinking and forward looking, in my experience, do step into gaps of uncertainty. And that's where the opportunity exists. And risk averse businesses will tend not to take those opportunities. So it's good that you're seeing through the noise and the uncertainty of volatility and see the opportunity. And I think it's been cited that more than 50% of M&A activity transactions fail. And what's great with Evolve, they put in the groundwork beforehand to make sure that the due diligence was done correctly. And there's a number of reasons why M&A 
activity fails and that could be down to you overpaying or targeting the wrong company, for example. And I think because Evolve worked quite closely with GB3 and they knew the business and they knew what value was going to add to Evolve, you know, that helped them and was a huge advantage. And Alan, what would you say is the biggest challenge you and your management team face when you reflect back on the whole process the energy that was involved, the stakeholders that were engaged. If you called something out as one of the biggest challenges for management seems to think about deeply, what would that be? Our biggest challenge at the time of the acquisition is the existing evolved business was on a rapid growth curve. So as well as trying to keep the business growing at the rate it was growing up, making an acquisition was also another big overhead for the management team to think about. So trying to bring those two points together is actually a big challenge for a business and a management team. So it's actually making sure you understand those points and bring together a combined management team that can help focus on how you're going to achieve that. And just on the management team, I think with Evolve, they've got a great management team, really experienced, knowledgeable, and they know the sector well. They're very ambitious, and that helped us when we're looking to lend because one of the first things we do when we assess any lending requests is we look at the management team, and if the management team are capable, then that's something we look to go ahead with. And Because ultimately, it's the management team that are going to deliver, and they're going to deliver the acquisition. That's actually a really interesting point, Shem. I might just press you a little bit more on that, if I may, because I think you know the common myth, actually, is that banks will just want to look at the profit and loss account and just look at the numbers. But you've just called out, and I agree with that, that management teams are the number one thing that we want to form relationships with and get close to. So give everyone a sense of, you know, if you were to weigh up your time looking at a debt transaction to support one of your clients, such as Evolve, and split it up, you know, how much time would you spend looking at the management team and getting to know the management team versus sitting at the desk and looking at the financial numbers? I think when it comes to looking at the management team, we have regular meetings with Evolve just to understand the business and you get a glimpse of how the management team are performing. And for us, the first thing we assess when we're looking at any lending request is who's in that team and what the makeup of that management team is. And in addition to that, when they're looking to acquire the business, we need to understand who are the key people within GB3 that are going to come along as part of the acquisition because that's key for us. So a lot of time is spent understanding the management team and we went through that in a lot of detail. Clearly, obviously, the financials are important as well because ultimately the profitability and the cash will repay the debt ultimately. But for us, if the management team are great and do a good job, it gives us a lot of confidence to support the business. And I think it gives you confidence as the banker to be able to then look at the next acquisition and support other aspects of growth of the business. Absolutely. Back to you, Alan, if I may. Hindsight is a wonderful gift, isn't it? But if you were to look back at the overall process, is there anything at all that you would have done differently as a management team? I guess from our aspect, the process took longer than we anticipated. And I think it's something we probably underestimated as how long the process would take. And that wasn't down to the fact of trying to borrow money. It was understanding the legal aspects of trying to put this deal together trying to put a deal together when you're buying from a very large corporate, being a small business, the legals aspects of a deal are fairly significant for such a small organisation. Yeah, so eyes wide open as to the work that could be in front of a management team, but not to be deflected by that because the opportunity is there, I guess, is what I'm hearing. Correct. We knew there was a great opportunity and it's something we wanted to push forward with. But as I said, it's something not to underestimate the amount of time you need to spend on the legal aspects of actually 
pulling the deal together and actually getting the deal over the line and signed. And presumably another top tip for anyone listening would be very energy intensive process for you as a management team. I'm imagining less sleep than you would normally get for a period of time. So book a holiday at the end of it. Is that right or not? It'd be great if we could have uh, booked a holiday, yes. But we've been busy with the integration since the acquisition. And as I commented earlier, the actual growth of Evolve original businesses is on a pretty upward spiral as well. So bringing those two together, it's kept us busy. Excellent. Well, it's really good to hear this insight and also the positivity around the opportunities. And, you know, more broadly, actually, in Barclays, we've done a survey of our SME client base. And despite the headlines, overwhelmingly, the majority of management teams and businesses are very positive about the outlook over the next year or two. And I think that's a really important message for clients to hear, actually. So that's great. When we think about acquisitions, you've been talking about the most recent acquisition you made at Evolve, and you've used some bank funding for this one. But I know also that you've got a history of making a number of acquisitions, but this is probably the first one you made with bank funding. So just interested to hear about how you've managed to fund the previous acquisitions and why this one was a bit different and you looked at the debt markets to assist with the support for growth. Yeah, I've been involved in a number of acquisitions over my career. So acquisitions have been from self-funding within the business. We've even gone down the route of crowdfunding before, which was a very interesting process. But I think for the size of this acquisition, and our relationship with Barclays, it was a decision early on that we wanted to work with, I guess, our banking partner to be able to provide something more than just providing funds this time. It was actually providing some expertise around what the options were. As you said earlier, Sham, getting close to Alan and the management team to really lay out options for funding of growth and acquisitions is great, but also to hear from Alan that there are other options out there depending on the nature of your business. In each of our episodes, we're going to be asking our guests a few quick-fire questions to get to know them a little bit better. So, Alan, I'm going to start with a first question to you, which is, what advice would you give your younger self? I would probably say take some risks earlier on in life and don't sit back and expect things just to run as you would always expect things to run. Things never run smoothly. And I think what you can do with hindsight and knowledge you have in your older life, you can definitely make some probably significant changes to the way you would have grown a business in your earlier years, which I wish I would have done at a younger age. Ringing in my ears is my father telling me similar things when I was younger and I ignored all his advice and I wish I'd listened to him. So I'm with you. It resonates completely. Second quickfire question, if I may, Alan, if you were starting out again, what would your dream job be? Interestingly, my dream job would be nothing to do with managed network services. It would be nothing to do with IT. I always wanted in my early life to be a chef and actually own my own restaurant. If things were different, I would have probably looked at owning my own restaurant. That sounds good fun to me. I thought you were actually going to say a fighter pilot because you told me earlier today that the last film we watched was Maverick. So I've had you down for a Tom Cruise, but a chef sounds very good to me. And finally... If you look back, what was the biggest opportunity you've taken or missed in life? The biggest opportunity I actually took was going to a startup company, having a very secure job working for a bank and leaving a bank after 12 years service, going to a startup, new business startup sector in the UK in IT. So for me, it was a big decision, not just for myself, but my family 
not knowing whether the business would succeed, how I would then pay my mortgage if the business didn't succeed, walking away from a great bank pension scheme. So it was a pretty significant decision. But for me, it was a life-changing decision, hence where I am now and what I do now. Well done. You've done fantastically well out of that and true entrepreneurial kind of mindset. So well done. Well, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to you, Alan, for giving us your insight today, taking the time to really talk about growth, funding for growth, making acquisitions and all of the considerations that management teams need to take when they're going down that path. So thank you for your time and giving us your insight. And also, Sham, thank you for giving us a bank perspective today and sort of demystifying, really, the whole process of raising debt to support growth and really the importance of being very close to your clients. So thank you both for your time today. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow us to receive notifications of new episodes as they go live. For more insights or to find out how we can support your business, go to barclayscorporate.com. Copyright Barclays Corporate Banking, all rights reserved. Terms and conditions available at barclayscorporate.com. <laughs>